Welcome to The Ether. Today's Friday, April 1st, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, the White Whale Community Call number seven. Let's take a listen. We took a week, we had a scheduling conflict, so we ha- did a week later. Um, again, the structure of the call is um, we will do the announcements and then some alpha and then a Q&A. And again, a quick disclaimer, many of the statements in this call may be based on the opinions of the team and may be subject to change. And nothing we say in this call is financial advice. And with that, I'll hand it over to Sebastian. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us um, on this Friday. Um, glad to have you all here. We also have one of our bot guys um, has joined us, Sencom. So I just invited him to, to come up as a speaker so he could, um, you know, during our Q&A time, he could address some some of your questions regarding the bots specifically. So, um so yeah, as was said, um, we're going to follow our typical format today, um, give you some announcements, give you some updates, um, and then answer some questions at the end. So um, there's quite a few things that have been going on lately, and I will just hop right into it so as not to waste anybody's time. Um, I will start off with the bots and the bot updates. Okay. If you have been watching and paying attention to our bots, um, we have been making strides and we have been making big strides. Okay. And we, you know, I have been very transparent from the beginning, from before we launched um, that, you know, our bots are a work in progress that when we launch our UST vault, the yield is going to be very close to anchors, but we do expect it to increase over time um, as we continue to optimize and develop the bots and add more strategies 
um, and and more you know sort of revenue streams, kind of like the flash loans, right? And develop those. So um, so that is the case, right? We're not we're not trying to hide it. Um, we're very transparent about it. We have you know since last call, we have added um, the transaction reel on our on our vaults page, so everyone can see our arbitrage transactions um you know and and what we're doing there right and the contract addresses are public and all of that stuff um in the past within the past few weeks um our hit rate has gone from about three percent to over 20 percent right um and this has to do with us um implementing new strategies adding new strategies adding a, a three hop arb and just today we added a four hop a four pool arb so you can see more and more hits and you can see our hit rate increasing okay um and you know as far as the the net profits go we are we are getting very close to being profitable um, even considering the, uh, you know, the, the transaction fees, right? Which um, we have gotten a lot of questions on that and a lot of sort of feedback on, well, hey, you guys aren't even, your arbitrage isn't even profitable when you consider the transaction fees, right? Um, and which is fair, you know, that is fair enough, you know, and, and to which we have responded that we are still in development, we are still working on it, right? We will get there, we will get profitable, we are well on our way and we are going quick towards that um and in in the meantime you know the um the team is paying for the transaction fees from development funds so we're subsidizing the transaction fees while we develop and build out the arbitrage strategies right um and again we're talking you know 100 to 200 ust per day in um in fees you know and i always I always give the analogy when when people want to make a big deal about this because some, sometimes they do, right? Um, you know, Anchor I think is currently burning now five million UST per day, four million, five million UST per day. They're you know they're insolvent to the tune of five million UST per day. So yes, we are burning. 100 to 200 UST per day while we develop our art bots, um, but it's okay. You know, we're we're gonna get there. Um, we're going to get profitable. And if you're watching the progress and you're watching closely, you do see big strides being made um, in the arbitrage bots, right? We've added IBC tokens. Um, you know, we're up to about a 20% hit rate. Um, and we're just, we're, we're trying a lot of things and we're developing and the, and the, um, the team is really, is really grinding um on the bots okay now what i what i will say is this and we could talk about this some more later um during the q a part but um it's very clear there's there's one there's one party right that pretty much has a stranglehold on arbitrage um that that has been made very clear to us as we're sort of competing um, and trying to get there, you know, our bots, um, as far as the code goes, as far as the speed goes, they are about as fast as you can get. Okay. Um, and we have, you know, we have a robust architecture. We have talented DevOps. Um, we have minimized latency on, on, you know, pretty much all possible levels, right? At this point. And we are still seeing, you know, 
as far as the the big juicy arbitrage trades, right? There is one account that just gets them all, right? And it's it's beyond um, an anomaly. So, you know, we're we're trying to crack the code and figure out what's going on with that, right? There's there's clearly this this one um, entity, and we can speculate on who it is, right? Um, it's it, you know, um, but they're they're doing something that nobody else is doing. Okay. Um, and, and, and we don't know exactly what, um, we, you know, we have, and we've talked about this before. We have partners with validators or we have peer connections with validators. Um, and we've seen that gives us a better shot, um, at winning an arb trade, but even still, that's not it, that it goes, whatever they're, whatever they're doing goes beyond that. Um, you know, they, they have some sort of an edge or some sort of a secret, um, you know, that, that just makes them win all the time that just, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, so, so we're trying to crack that nut and we will, right. We will, you know, obviously whoever it is, one, they don't want to expose themselves. Um, and two, they don't want anybody to know because it's a money printing machine for them. Right. And they basically have a monopoly on the, on the ARB on Terra. Um, but we're, we're going after it. You know, we, we just are, and we're going after it on behalf of the community. So, um, one way or another, we're going to sort that out and we're going to crack that nut in the meantime, you know, we're, we're just, we're getting all the low hanging fruit everywhere else. We're gleaning what we can. Um, you know, the, the arb trade profits are small, the trades are small. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're gobbling up whatever we can that's out there. So just being honest and transparent about, about where things are and what's going on with, um, with the arbitrage. And in the meantime, you know, there's always new pools being added. There's also, um, some, some exciting protocols that are coming up that, uh, you know, that will sort of give new ARB opportunities such as Nebula, such as Vertex. Um, so we are going to be on top of all of these things, you know, and as more volume trades on Terra, as more protocols come out, as more derivatives are made, it all equals more arbitrage opportunity. So, um, so all that, all that said to say that we are, um, we're diligently working on the, um, the arbitrage bots and, and we are making progress with them. Okay. Um, other announcements, gov, gov poll number five is up. I'm sure you guys have seen it. If you haven't, be sure to see it and go vote on it. So what this does is it takes all the fees collected. This is the buyback proposal, takes all the fees that are collected, um, from the treasury, from our withdrawal fees and from our arbitrage profits, um, and the flash loan fees, right? And it uses them to buy back whale tokens on a daily basis, right? So this will be more consistent buy pressure, a buyback mechanism. Um, we are in favor of it, obviously, as a team. And uh, and we think it'll be good for the protocol. And it does look like that it's it's on its way to passing. Um, so there there's that. Right. Um, next thing is flash loan documentation. We released some new docs for our flash loans. Um, those are public. We tweeted them out um, and we'll have a link in the notes to this call. Also, just so you know where where we're at, guys, with the flash loans. Um, so we created we wrote a contract right? A, a generic contract that, that can call the flash loan, right? That's in the docs and in the GitHub. Um, but what we also are planning on doing 
is writing a generic bot and uploading that as well and making that open source as well. And we're thinking maybe an L1 bot, okay, for Luna UST. So a bot that would keep the peg, right? So basically what, what we would have here is um, we would just make available all the tools that one would need. Um, any sort of entry-level dev could take and use um, to run their own R bot um, to keep the peg and to call a flash loan from our vault, right? Any anybody could do it. So, so if we have the we have the flash loans, right? We have the contract, and then we'll have the bot, and they'll all be open. Now, the bot obviously there, you know, there won't be bells and whistles on it. It won't nearly be as fast or as optimized as the ones we're using in house. Um, but you know, anybody anybody will be able to keep the peg individually you know, as opposed to just depositing in our USD vaults to keep it that way as well. Um, you know, so it'll kind of be a turnkey type situation. Uh, all right. So um, we are working on that and we, we will be shipping that in the near future. <clears throat> also with the flash loans, um, we're brainstorming ways where we can kind of um, inspire the community to come up with ideas and to build things on top of our flash loans, right? Like we eventually we want to see, you know, front ends built using using the flash loans, bots using the flash loans. Um, so we're even discussing potentially some kind of a hackathon, right? Or or bot competition. Um, whoever builds the best bot, right? That that uh, leverages our flash loans or the best front end or the best whatever, um, you know, will win whale tokens or or something like that. But we are um, we're brainstorming, um, you know, ways that we can that we can sort of incentivize and motivate the community to get inspired and to build on to, on top of the flash loans and utilizing the flash loans. So. Um, <laughs> That's something that's going on as well. Um, teams growing. We've added two new team members um, just this past week. There's plenty to do, right? We're uh, we're heads down building. Um, we are partnering with Cato. Um, we will be putting a button on our front end where you can buy UST from Fiat, right? So it'll be easier to on-ramp people. I get asked all the time um, by people, how do I buy whale tokens? And it's such a multi-step process. Right. That, you know, we just we just want that onboarding option there easily. So um, we'll be pushing uh, an update on our front end pretty soon that will include the buy UST um, option on it as well. Right. Um, you know, we've added the ARB transaction dashboard, as I mentioned, where you can see the most recent arbitrage transactions. You can see the profit. You can see the pair that we are. We're pretty much right now. We're pretty much covering the whole um you know the whole terra ecosystem okay and that's another thing guys that that i will say on the call because we get asked it a lot we get asked on twitter we get asked on um discord and telegram and everywhere um people say what's the point of depositing ust in white whale why would i for 0.1 percent um you know when i can just deposit an anchor what's the what's the point of me depositing in in white whale right um and it's a fair question right it is a fair question and again i will revert to you know we built white whale um to to give the community the tools to be able to keep the peg right so one thing that your ust deposit in white whale does that anchor doesn't is it keeps the peg right and that means first line of defense okay that means you know 
And and listen, guys, I'm all for the BTC reserves. I think it's great. I've said publicly many times we need multiple barriers. We need multiple lines of defense around the peg. Right. Um, and white whale is just one of them. We're not the end all. We're not the sole defender. We are one of them. I'm very thankful for, you know, for LFG, for BTC reserves, for jump capital. Right. And, and um, the, the VC, the, the quant traders that are, are being keeping the peg. We, we need we need all of it. Right. But by depositing in the USD vault, um, you know, your your UST is serving as a barrier um, around the peg. Right. So that is one thing. So so the idea when we built was let's build a, a, a platform where, <clears throat> you, you know, you can keep the peg and you're earning anchor interest while you're waiting you know, while, while you're waiting for a DPEG, that was the whole point. Um, all of a sudden it turned into that just wasn't enough. Right. And we need to sort of generate more yield. So now we're getting into, um, you know, aggressive arbing and, and all these things and everybody's, well, where's the, where's my extra yield on top of bank? Why should I deposit in here? Um, when it's 0.1% on top of anchor, you know, um, which is fair, you know, I, I understand, but the reason is one, because you're contributing to keeping the peg. Two, if there is a DPEG or if the market really strikes, really shakes, there will be more yield, right? There will be more arb trades hit and more yield. And three, you know, you can look at the transaction reel. All of those trades, even though they're small, all of that is on top of anchor. You're getting all of that on top of anchor yield, right? So, um, so that's what it is, right? And as I said, we are continuing to um, brainstorm and think of ways to grow the the yield on the ust vault all right um coin market cap and coin gecko price feeds have been fixed um you know price chart and tvl chart have been fixed those were kind of broken on the front end for a few days um and we are implementing soon we'll be pushing a live circulating supply api okay so it's been just kind of a hard-coded number which is a, which was sort of accurate for now but we'll be we'll be pushing our live circulating supply api um that is pretty much it for the announcements some of the things we are some other some of the other things we are working on but in regards to the r bots um is we are working on ways to reduce our fees so um paying fees in set right in the i think it's the sweetest cur currency rather than usd reduces fees by like 20 percent um or something like that we're working on ways to reduce the cost of the fees um we're also uh, you know, we're working on other functionality, ARB contracts. So, for example, um, ARB contracts with buy and burn mechanisms, you know, so we've added the we have the three hop ARB. We just added the four hop ARB. Um, we're also working on ARB strategies that implement, um, you know, things like swapping AUST for UST on a DEX and then and then burning the AUST, you know, so the this kind of L1 withdrawal deposit mechanisms with with anchor and um those other kind of protocols where you can um you know you can make money off of the off the withdrawal or the deposit through an ARB. So adding more functionality, you know, to our bots and expanding them. Um, also, you know, the Luna Vault that is coming very soon. Um, you know, we're we're getting there on the Luna Vault. Okay. So that that launch is becoming pretty eminent. I don't have an exact day for you today, um, but we're we're getting very close, right? We're testing it. 
Um, and we're, you know, it's, it's the, the, the contracts are almost complete. The bots are almost are, are complete. We're just testing them. So we're, we're getting close to, uh, to launching the Luna vault, which will be a big step. About a big step, um, you know, getting that other vault out beyond the Luna vault. Um, there are some great ideas for, um, for new vaults, you know, uh, a BTC vault, a rune vault, I think would be great as rune is a base pair. You know, a, a lot of people are talking, talking about Thor chain right now. Rune is a base pair for all those assets. Um, so there could be a lot of ARB opportunities for a rune vault. Um, we're also talking internally about a degen vault, right? Which would be a little bit more risky. Um, and you know, there, it would just, there would be some disclaimers attached to it, but it would, um, it would have some higher, higher yield returns. Um, and with these vaults, I think after the Luna vault, what we'll do is, so with the, the UST and the Luna vault, you're going to get your um you're going to get your v tokens your vust and your v luna and we're going to um cultivate and develop utility for those tokens like trading pairs and um collateral and different things like that you get you're getting a liquid token right um with the the subsequent vaults i think it's you know I, i'm thinking we're going to go the route of basically requiring whale um you know so as opposed to releasing a liquid token um we could require whale to deposit so if you wanted to deposit in the degen vault for example you know we it would require you know a thousand whale or a thousand dollars worth of whale to deposit you know a, a thousand ust into the vault something like that but where we're putting requirements on the vaults to um to hold the whale right so i think beyond ust and luna those are there are real use cases for those as v assets but beyond that i think these vaults we can um we can put deposit requirements on them for whale right which would um which would really tie the tie the value and the price of whale to the to the arbitrage functionality of the vaults okay so that's something that we're that we're looking into that we're kind of analyzing and and making sure that we can make it airtight and and work right um but that's something that's been discussed in the ank forums about ank right um but but nobody really had a good answer as far as how to execute it and how to implement it um because to be frank it, it brank you know if you put Put, if you put requirements on depositing into the ANK vault or into the anchor earn vault, you have to have you know X amount of ANK staked to do that. Um, it breaks the fungibility. It breaks AUST basically. AUST is no longer a liquid token, right? Um, so nobody really had a good answer as far as implementation. However, if we're starting with brand new vaults, um, you know we can you know we can do it. Right. We can theoretically we can put those restrictions on there um, and capture a lot of value for the for the whale token and tie the whale token to the to the arbitrage end of the platform. Um, so that's that. You know, another thing is we will be we will be working on the the V2 of governance. Right. Which will be an X whale um, model. You know, basically what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to just rip um, the, the plan is to just rip Astro's governance, you know, just to be honest. I mean, why why should we really you know, that's that's what we want. That's the model we're looking for. Um, you know, so why reinvent the wheel? Why code the thing ourselves and get it audited and take all the time and resources? Um, so we're, we're planning on just, you know, just utilizing the uh, 
you know, the, the Astro gov model and the Astro gov code and, and tweaking it and, um, using that as our v2 governance so there will be the x whale and there will be locking options to lock your whale you know vx whale we're uh, we're planning on doing all those things with it as well so um so it shouldn't that shouldn't be too much of a leap after um after astro you know they already launched their this this week they launched their governance so um you know shouldn't shouldn't be too much of a leap for us to to implement our v2 governance as well on that pattern so, all right, I think that's uh, that covers everything that I wanted to kind of spit out and throw at you guys. So um, we'll uh, we'll open it up for some questions. All right, Tao, Taoie, you are up. Good. Well, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. So um, I got uh, I got two two questions. Um, the first one is kind of quick one. Um, are you able to like? Uh, say in any confident way like what kind of apy the base apy would be in the luna vault not yet but we we will we will soon um we will we'll let you know soon so the um the basic strategy for the luna vaults will be um buying and burning well one it'd be buying and burning b luna um but also the other luna derivatives right, right. Uh, so basically we're, we're automating the process you know a lot of people do this now where they they're buying b luna at a discount and then they're just burning it waiting the 21 or 24 days um and then repeat right so basically we're automating that um but we're also you know like current current times like right now um there's you know it's pretty much flat right so the right. arb opportunity is there um so we need to subsidize it with some sort of passive um passive yield strategy so we're in the middle of of kind of balancing that out and um i don't have a, i i don't have numbers for you yet i just don't but but we will as soon as we have something that we can mm -hmm. be confident in, um we'll we'll make them public okay great um and then second is kind of just an idea um instead of like ve tokenomics could the same more or less not exactly of course but the same effect could it not be achieved through like uh like a score system that's kind of being talked about in the pylon protocol uh, in their governance forms where you take your on-chain history and then that kind of puts together like a good boy bad boy score like do you dump mm -hmm. air uh, do you dump airdrops you know and so on and so forth um, right and then use that score to then give out rewards in a non-linear fashion towards people that are more good and people against people that are you know bad yeah so i'm uh, you know i haven't been following the pylon discussions um it does that does sound pretty interesting to me um you know i i i like the idea of it so let me ask you is that does that determine rewards or is it voting voting power or is it both well it can be either or or both but the yeah. advantage i want to i want to highlight is that if we introduce ve tokenomics right then we're locked yeah. into that setup for whatever the at least for whatever that longest lock period is right let's say four years sure. then that's not sure. an irreversible decision but yeah, yeah. Yeah. with this score system we can introduce the score but that's not yeah. an, it, like it's not a it's it's not as long of a lock-in for the decision once we've made the decision if that makes sense yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I get it. You're tying if you if you do the lock-ins, you're tying yourself to the duration of the lock-in. Um, you know, one, I, I don't think we're gonna do four years, you know, and I don't I don't I mean on Terra, I, I just don't think it's happening that long. But your point is taken, right? Your point is taken and I think it's relevant. Um, you know, ultimately there will be votes on this stuff, you know, and I'm I'm willing to entertain I, I mean, here's the deal, right? Decentralized governance is still bleeding edge, it's still new, it's still sort of cultivating best practices right? right so um you know we're we're open we we do want to be nimble to your point and flexible if you know if in another year it becomes evident that hey this this system that pylon developed is is kicking ass you know then we want to we want to be able to um to adjust right and to sort of adopt the best practices as they're being um you know as, as they're being tried and tested and and all that stuff so um, you know, that's kind of the spirit of the answer is we're we're open, right? We're open to whatever works the best, you know, and, and we're all kind of learning this together, you know, and I think you got a lot of bright people on Terra. You got the Delphi guys, you know, they're they're always mm -hmm. on the cutting edge of what's going on in DeFi, um, you know, so we're, we're watching everything closely and we're, you know, we're we're open. We're, we're open to suggestions. You know, I, um, you know, I, I do like the VE model. I do, you know, I, that that's my inclination. Right. But ultimately it'll be up the, to the community what the next steps are. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause on a personal note for me, the VE model, it, it's, it's good. It's, it's kind of proven in a one-time thing, yeah. but it hasn't been rinsed and repeated if you will. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Whereas it's the same thing with the with the score model where I savvy or sav a sav protocol, the, the uh -huh. learn to earn. They use the similar setup for their um IDO. So that's also only been proven once and then that's about it. It hasn't been rinsed and repeated. Right. So they're both kind of in that situation. But I just see the advantage of the other one being that it's a whole lot more nimble, as in you can change the parameters of your score as you need to. Right. And, and, and the reward system, vice versa. And then yeah. um, you can actually just make the whole thing go kaput if it goes sideways. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think those are some very valid points you're making. So right. I, I appreciate that. And on, on a conclusion, can I ask one quick thing, please? Sure. All right. Sorry. I'm taking up all the time. Um, no, okay. But uh, so usually I listen to these on Terra spaces and I don't see them uh, recording it today, but uh, is is this just like a a mix up of the timing? Could be, yeah. Typically, usually he is on um, recording, so it could be a timing thing. He's I I don't think he's missed one yet. Um, so yeah, it could be just that it's a, a timing issue. And and this isn't our our regular time. We um we delayed it a week because I was traveling last week. So okay. um that that could be it. But yeah, usually usually they are recorded and we'll. You know, we'll make it a point to make sure they are in the future. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. All right. Who's next? We don't have anyone next. So, Tao, if you have any more questions. But uh, I will touch on the, the APY portion. We can do, if we do like a little napkin math of, so like with the Luna burn mechanism takes 21 days. So the max is around like 15 ARBs if it's always there. And if we assume that we get like 2% profit every time, um, and then let's, it's not always going to be there as soon as the 21 days ends. So let's say it's just like, we can only get 10 ARBs a year with 2%. And 
And then so APY is around 20%. But that's huge assumptions of both that the ARB, 2% ARB is there 10 times and that we're ARBing all the Luna in the vault. Um, yeah. So, but that could give you some sort of, you can tweak, do it as you will with those assumptions and sort of. Right. So like a 10% is a good ballpark number to go with. Like, Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Shooting I, I track in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like the goal would be to be competitive with like the the other like Luna derivatives of mm-hmm. like Luna X and stuff like that. Their yeah. yields and yeah, yeah. I I would be happy with double double digit yield. You know that's that's what I'm personally shooting for. Um, you know because yeah, I mean he's he's right theoretically, but it's obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent efficient, right? The Luna the the B Luna R opportunity is not always there. Um, you know, and it's, you know, depends on how much Luna is deposited in the vault, right? Because now you, how, how much is it going to scale? Um, so there's, you know, there's different factors, right? Right. And then, uh, so 10% is roughly kind of where most of these guys are, uh, the Mm -hmm. auto compounding of your staking, right? Yeah. Nine ish something percent. Right. Right. yeah, you'd be on competition with that for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, to be frank, I mean, we're trying to we're trying to beat them. You know, we're trying to go for for a little bit higher than that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it how it shakes out, right? Right, right. That'd be interesting to see because the only people that are able to beat that is through through token inflation, right? Like the right. the, mm-hmm. the yeah, farm and subsidized. Yeah, like the farm that's Access. going on over at Astro, I think that one is giving you more than ten percent. But that's a farm and dump. Mm-hmm. Personally, not a fan of that. So th- this is good. This is really good. Yeah. Uh, no, it's on Spectrum Finance. They have a pool. Um, they have a pool up where it's uh, you deposit uh, Luna LP, I think, uh, Luna B Luna, and then you earn f- uh, Astroport tokens, uh, and then you dump them, and then uh, compound that into your LP. All right. We have Swift. Yeah. Question. Sorry. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Go ahead. Somebody else has a question. Yep, Twivy, go ahead. Hey guys, I typed up in the Discord just kind of a question about the model on capital efficiency for some of the vaults. I know that you are going to be trying to optimize what's going into the UST vault, Luna vault, DGEN vault, you know, later on. But I think it'd be really interesting to see uh, just type of some type of chart or, I mean, if I can get like some type of info, I can make it for the community too, uh, just to kind of understand the maximum capacities or kind of our, uh, you know, stretchiness as far as where we can put our money. Um, you know, I think there was like $35 million, $36 million in the UST vault right now. Um, if that went to a hundred million, I know that arbitrage uh, has a diminishing return uh, farther on. I would just be interested to see how much that actually is affected. And uh, just to kind of try to extrapolate the value of the buybacks. Okay. Would that be possible? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess I'm I'm still wondering. So so basically you're asking if we can make charts that will show the effects of of more deposits, less deposits, how that will affect yield and buybacks and whatnot. Is that what you're asking for? Uh, yeah, I mean, not like right now, I would say. And I, I think there's just a couple. I mean, it's really what y'all are going to be able to make in uh, according to the vault. Like, I, I don't mind putting it together, you know, just for fun, because mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Uh, and I know it's not right. really pressing. It's just more of like, sure. hey, this would be cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, just <clears throat> from a, from a team and workload perspective, just to let you know, I mean, where, where we're at is like, we have a, we have a list, right? We all kind of have our list and, you know, of, of priorities and here's, you know, here's what's on our plate. Um, I mean, stuff like that, it's great when community members do it, you know, and, and give the tools and the visualization stuff. Um, cause it's just, it's hard for us to prioritize that kind of stuff. Just, just being honest. Um, you know, but we are, we're accessible, right? If you need information or if you need something from us, um, you know, we're, we're happy to help and, you know, as much as is, is reasonable and appropriate. Yeah. I, I think that would personally, especially be really interesting to see for like the Luna vault where there could be like a cap where we set it so that there is a maximum because we want to ideally right. beat the beat the other Luna derivatives so we can see yeah. like where the arbitrage caps out. So yeah. that, um, as soon as it goes less, people are well, but it might auto balance where people just pull out when we're below the and then it goes yeah. back up. Right. So, yeah, but I I do think that's where that that kind of data comes in handy. I mean, caps are are not a terrible idea, especially when we're talking about arbitrage vaults, um, because of the the flattening of the returns. So um, so I do think there is a use for that. And we we you know we have our internal stuff and our internal dashboards and things like that. But um, but yeah, I mean all all of that all of that is helpful. So feel free, you know to to go nuts as far as that yeah. goes um anybody have questions for is is sencom here is he that is he here well i don't see him okay all right see, we have a question from lewis but also swivy um if you haven't need anything uh message in the discord and yeah. we can get you some data yeah we'll do. thank y'all yeah. Hey guys, let me Lewis. Thank up. you, sir. Let me say thank you for everything you guys are doing. I love you guys so much. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing the the hard work. Uh, just two questions. Uh, one, any update on the the Guardian Whales NFT and what's going on with that? And again, I know you guys are working your butts off, and and thank you for everything. Sure. And the second question is regarding the buyback, which I, I of course voted yes uh, with my whale token. Um, the the does the the buyback whale tokens that, that's going to be implemented is it go into the treasury or does it does it get sent out to stakers and making the stake reward go up just yeah. curious about that thank you yeah so right so for now the way it's designed is the buyback will accumulate um and and by the way sencom is here so if anybody has bot questions um you know feel free to fire away but um, the the way it's structured as it is, this proposal is it, the the whale tokens will be bought back and um, accumulated in the treasury for now. Okay, um, so and that's because one we're we're already emitting um, the rewards at thirty one percent. I personally I like the thirty one percent yield. I think it's great. I think it's very well balanced. Um, and you know the thing is if. If whale goes down, you're typically people are withdrawing to, um, you know, to sell. So the yield will go up. Right. But I, I think that's in a good place and we're distributing whale. Um, so the, the whale from the buybacks are going to the treasury. Now, these whale, you know, it will there will come a time where it will be overfunded. Right. There will be a ton of whale in the treasury and we'll need to decide as a community what to do with them. Right. So in, in that in that situation, we can vote for a 
you know, for a, a one-time distribution, we can vote to burn, you know, the whale. We could vote to attach them to NFTs, to sell them as bonds, um, whatever the heck we want, right? Whatever we want. But for now, what it's doing is it's it's providing regular buy pressure, providing daily buy pressure, and it's accumulating um, those whale into the treasury, right? Um, so that's that. As far as the NFT, the Guardian Whale NFTs goes, um, we're, we're talking with loop. So remember loop has the, uh, loop has the contracts for the bonded NFTs. Um, so we're kind of in a holding pattern, um, till we get a green light for them. In the meantime, we're super busy, um, you know, with, with everything else we got going on, the balloon vault's really priority now, as well as the bot optimization. Um, but you know, we haven't forgotten about the NFTs. Um, it's, it's just, you know, when, um, when we get the all clear from loop they're they're ready and, and it's, it becomes time. We will, we'll pull the trigger on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, the, the, no pressure. I can, again, I can imagine sure. all the stuff you guys are doing. I just, I, I just appreciate it. I just want to just ask what, what was up with the, with the guardian whale. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah sure. And you're up and, uh, Ivan BTC, you are next. Hey guys, uh, I have a quick question. Have you guys think, uh, thought about actually expanding your arbitrage models to other chains? For example, I've recently been reading a bit about Kava. I'm not sure if everybody uh, knows Kava. It's actually, I think it's IBC compatible. So then, and I would, uh, since it's Tendermint, I would imagine a lot of things are similar. So have you guys thought about this? Maybe expanding to other chains? maybe using the same arbitrage models you're using now on Terra might work on other chains where there aren't so many arbitrage entities doing this stuff. Right. It, yeah. So, so simple answer. Yes, we have. Um, and you, and you are correct. Like, so currently uh, arbitrage on, on Terra is crowded, right? It's competitive and um, there's not, I, I would imagine there's not nearly as much um, competition and sort of cutthroat on these other chains. Um, Sencom, do you, do you want to, uh, I think he just keeps come. I think he keeps dropping in and out. Um, might, he might be having some connection issues, but, um, but anyways, the short, the short answer is yes. Obviously there's low hanging fruit, right? There are, um, the IBC, the, the Cosmos, the, the Tendermint chains, um, right. This is, this is the easiest, this is the, um, the, the place to start, right? So once we, we kind of have a roadmap for our bot development, right. And expansion, um, so once we put everything into the current bots that we want on Terra, where we're pretty much covering um, the entire ecosystem, which we're pretty close, to be honest with you, we're pretty close to covering the entire ecosystem. And that's another thing that we do by arbing the entire ecosystem. We, we make we make Terra more efficient as an ecosystem, right? Because the DEXs are tracking with each other. There's, you know, the slippages are down, you know, it's it just it makes it a more efficient ecosystem. So that's that's another kind of service we provide um, to Terra right uh, on top of keeping the peg but once we have all the coverage that we want right once we um get, get the burn mechanisms in all the bells and whistles of the bot that we want um you know the next step will be exploring the cross chain and the the interchain arb opportunities right so that's that is the um the order of operations Right. So, so yes, very, very much on the roadmap and we're, and we're excited about the opportunities that are there for that. Okay. Uh, thanks for the answer. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And 
yeah, I do have to admit, I, I know what you guys mean when you say you're offering this service to the ecosystem. And I think everybody who is here agrees with that. But then you also have to provide value by providing yield. And that's a reality, you know? So I was thinking in a way of like blue ocean strategy, going someplace where somebody else isn't, you know? Yeah. Even if you were to start smaller, with like right. a smaller team looking into these other projects. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I understand if it's if it's in the plan, that's that's awesome. Right. Thanks for yeah. the answer. Yeah, it very much is, and and it's a fair point. You know, yes, we can we can keep the peg, we can smooth out the arbitrage, and the you know make the make the ecosystem more efficient. But at the end of the day, there needs to be value for the for the depositors. You got to have both, and we're um, you know, we're we're diligently pursuing that. All right, who do we got? Ivan PTC, you are Hi, guys. Uh, I have a couple of questions. Uh, the first one is when you say you want to expand the utility of BUSD, uh, let's say like a collateral or something, yeah. have you thought about yeah. imp implementing it on Kujira? Um, yes, we have. And we've, we've actually spoken to the Kujira team about it and they were open to it. Um, I think it, that's a good hand in glove fit, to be honest with you. If, um, you know, because they're they are utilizing AUST, um, you know, so to to do it with VUST, um, it just it seems like uh, it would make sense to do. They were open. Um, I think it's just a matter of when when both teams get to it, you know. But um, but yes, those those discussions have happened, and I think we could I think we could see that happening. Just a matter of when. Okay, and second one would be, uh, at what stage are we on the hiding game? Because I think it's a very interesting feature. Yeah, so we have a we have an MVP kind of built with the hiding game. Um, there, there's a little bit of complexity now um, because um, who is a coin hall just came out and said they are they are working on an aggregator right so the aggregator um and and that's that's great you know but the, the aggregator is basically solving the same problem that we are from a different angle it's attacking the same problem from a different angle so um we we've reached out we have an open line with coin, coin hall and actually we've we've partnered with them on quite a few things um we're trying to figure out a way to fit the two together Right. We're trying to figure out a way to kind of smash, smash the two together. So we're utilizing both the, the hiding game strategy as well as the aggregation strategy. So um, but that that was kind of a monkey wrench, you know, kind of a curveball for us. Um, so we're we're right now we're getting our arms around what this looks like, what's best for for both both protocols, both, you know, projects um, as well as for the community and, and what that looks like. Right. So that's that's where that's at. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right. Amanda, you are up. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the White Whale Community Call number seven, recorded on Friday, April first, two thousand twenty-two. This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership, NFTs, and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with 
with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often in the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls. And it reports it The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner Finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two